0: up, it's The Rant. My name is Jeff but It is Tuesday, August 4th, and looks like we get a little more clarity here with the NFL. So we will get into that. A couple news items to get into on the show today. Also, some early round draft strategy observations I'm making right now in a really, really tough draft, uh, which is currently going on the Fantasy League of Experts best ball draft had to make a very interesting decision early in this draft. Uh, and i'll I'll walk you through the thought process there. why I made the decision I made may not be the decision you'd make too. And again, a lot of times with this stuff, really what I'm trying to do is pull back the curtain. I'm not saying these are the moves you should make. I'm saying these are the moves I made, and here's why I made them, right? So that's what we'll get to in just a few minutes. But of course, I got to tell you about our sponsor for today's show. Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. MonkeyKnifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. It really is. It's pretty cool. It's not not like the the ones you're used to. So check it out. Because there's no salary caps. You don't have to play against the sharks, and that means anybody has a chance of winning, even you, even me. I don't know even my my wife maybe 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 on that one monkeynightfight.com has all the sports you love tons of fun daily contests in baseball basketball hockey golf ufc nascar wnba esports monkey night fight has it all and you know what monkey night fight also has a free five dollar game for you just for signing up and if you use the promo code RANT, R A N T, you'll get your first deposit match up to $50, 50 free bucks like that. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports, sign up to play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See the site for full terms and restrictions. Use that promo code RANT, though. That's That's the big takeaway there. Sign up, play, mix up your DFS a little bit, your your sports portfolio, if you will, whatever you want to call it, and uh, use the promo code RAND. All right, so let's get into this NFL news. So Schefter said that, uh, you know, as, as we expected, the deadline was moved back for players to opt out of the NFL season. Per Adam Schefter's tweet, it is now Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, and I'm still waiting for a really big name, I mean, yes, Damian Williams, but that to me isn't a big name, it was a big ripple effect, is what it was, I'm waiting for a big name, so the probably the biggest names we've had so far, Damian Williams, Nate Solder, and maybe Devin Funches. I mean, for fantasy purposes, at least, because I'm not even going to throw Marquise Lee in there, we weren't looking at Marquise Lee seriously whatsoever, Some people had Funchess as like a possibly sleeper type in Green Bay. Obviously, Damian Williams was in the mix, but it was the ripple effect. And then Solder, that, that could impact Daniel Jones. It could impact Saquon Barkley. But for the most part, we really haven't seen like a really big name. I don't think a really big name is going to hold or is going to opt out, not hold out, opt out. But we shall see. So as of now, we have about well, under two and a half days before that deadline, some had thought Odell Beckham Jr. was going to be that big name. Uh, he made some comments uh, to the Wall Street Journal, the the big quote that's been floating around the interwebs, uh, we're not ready for football season, was the direct quote from Odell Beckham uh, in the Wall Street Journal. And the problem is the quote was taken out of context or well the quote was you know it was an old quote. It was a quote from uh, 2 weeks before the start of of camp. So he didn't know anything. He didn't know what the facility was going to look like and has changed his his tune. The Cleveland Plain Dealer reporting he has no plans of opting out. And I think a lot of players, you know, perhaps are changing their tune after seeing the facilities. That's a good thing. <laughs> That's really encouraging. Cuz I have not seen the facilities. I don't know what they look like. I know the league though. I know the league is a tightly run ship in in a lot of areas. Not it's not perfect and we've seen that. We know, we know there are certain areas it's not perfect. But a tightly run ship in a lot of areas. So I didn't expect anything otherwise. And this is encouraging for me. We'll see if any other big names, if there's a couple big names that opt out, because obviously we've seen some in baseball for sure. Baseball maybe not as tight of a run run ship. Major scandal last year <laughs> for a couple teams, really. Uh, but you know, if we see it for NFL, then I'll have I'll be a little bit more concerned. The NFL also putting in place a new policy or they changed the policy in terms of practice squad promotion. Get ready for this one. Hold your hats because players can be promoted to the game day roster up to 90 minutes before kickoff. Oh, boy. (laughs) This one is going to be wild because you know this is going to happen. You know. The previous procedure was uh, 4 p.m. the the day before the game. So practice squad guys could be promoted up to 4 p.m. on a Saturday for the Sunday games. Uh, 4 p.m. on a Sunday from Monday night. Now we could have legitimately guys being promoted from the practice squad at like whatever, 645 Eastern on a Monday night. <laughs> I mean, wow. This is why you need to have IR spots that are COVID spots on your roster and you need to be paying attention to who's on the practice squads. Of course, I'm going to do that uh, I think we're we're gonna we're gonna have something over at FTN Fantasy here to keep you up to date, but I think I'm probably end up doing it on this podcast as well, just sort of uh, maybe a weekly update, if you will, you know, practice squad guys to know or something along those lines. But um, the, I mean, it makes sense for the league right now. I don't think this is a rule that sticks beyond uh, the the COVID era, but uh, I hope it doesn't because that makes things really complicating. Complicated. This is going to be really fun, by the way, to get projections updated on Sunday mornings at 11:30 when we could have all kinds of different players in the mix. It's going to be a wild season. There's no doubt about it. But you understand why they're doing what they're doing. A couple other quick notes. Uh, you're hearing the Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon talk out there. Seahawks potentially monitoring them. I'm going to say this: this year, there there are years to beat that guy, and by that guy, I mean. That guy who drafts Josh Gordon or Antonio Brown in like the ninth round or whatever, like, ooh, he drafted Antonio Brown, and he's not on a team. I don't think this is the year to be that guy, even with COVID. I, I just don't think it's the year. And I think Josh Josh Gordon's toast, unfortunately. I loved what we got out of him in that you know brief moment in time in Cleveland, but I just don't see it. I don't think Antonio Brown's toast, but I don't know how long he can even stay on a roster. It was the red flag after red flag. We were, my old podcast, we went over that last year. It's just how many red flags do we need before we finally say, yeah, I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> so I would just pass. Hard pass on both of those guys. Don't be that guy this year. A couple tight ends in the news. Jordan Reed signing with the 49ers. Um It could be interesting if he stayed healthy, but, I mean, he's not going to stay healthy. Who are we kidding here? I'm surprised he's actually still playing football with all of the concussions. It's no impact. No impact to George Kittle whatsoever as far as I'm concerned. I... You know, I really, you, you can't you can't trust this guy to stay healthy. That's, I think, the big takeaway, and I'm not really worried about it. But I am keeping an eye on Delaney Walker, Jeremy Fowler over at ESPN, saying the Patriots have interest. The Patriots have no tight ends. Like, yes, they drafted two tight ends. They have no tight ends, okay? They have nobody to catch the football. Delaney Walker, if he came in and he's another one, he'd have to stay healthy. He's 35 years old. I'm not really worried about the age because it's not like he's going to be doing like a whole bunch of, you know, he's not, you're not looking at him as an upside guy. You're looking at him as another steady target for Cam, which he could be if he stays healthy. If he is that. I mean, he could be a top 20 guy, just not a lot of upside. We'll see if they sign, and we'll keep an eye on that. One other quick note, Rashad Penny on the active pup list. Remember, in training camp, active pup is a list that you can come off anytime. Uh It is not the pup list, the reserve pup list that you have in the season. That is something you have to stay on for six weeks. I expect him to be on that list, though, and I, I would not be surprised if he doesn't play this year. I would not be surprised. I think that could very well happen with Rashad Penny. The story they, they've they told with their roster moves in the offseason paints that picture. You bring in a veteran running back in Carlos Hyde. You draft a running back in DJ Dallas, who actually just wrote about over at ftnfantasy.com. DJ Dallas is not a bad back, not a ton of volume at Miami, but pretty efficient, pretty solid back. He could be in the mix this year. I don't know if we see Rashad Penny. So I'm not taking any flyers on Rashad Penny, late rounds, anything like that. Unfortunately, you know, hey, maybe it doesn't even fully come come to fruition for Rashad Penny. We've seen flashes at the pro level, but maybe it never comes to fruition. I don't know. I'm gonna hold him in Dynasty for now, but man, bad timing on that injury because he was really starting to turn a corner uh last season. So anyway, let's move on to this early round draft strategy. And I think this is really key. I'm never going to tell you, first and foremost, that you have to draft a certain position. This is one of the biggest mistakes I get. You know, on the SiriusXM show that I do, one of the common calls that I'll receive is, you know, I'm going to draft a running back in the first round. So, what wideout should I draft in the second round? And and I'll always say, you know, it's something along those lines. I always say. Well, how do you know you're going to draft a running back? How do you know that the board is going to give you a running back? Let's say you're like pick 10 and Michael Thomas falls to you. You're still going to draft a running back when you have this crazy value pick staring you in the face, right? You're still going to do that? How do you know you're going to draft a wide out? What if a running back falls to you? You have to take what the board gives you, and you have to set up your own draft board so that you can exploit what is on the board on draft day? You have to have these things in place. I have my draft board over at Ftnfantasy.com. You can see what I you could use my own. You could use it. I don't care. It's there for you. It's there for you. You can set up your own using my format. I know a lot of people have said that over the years. They love the format. They don't always maybe agree with how I have it laid out in terms of the rankings on the on the draft board, but they love the format. Hey man, you do you. My rankings are there for you at ftnfantasy.com, but you do you. Either way, you set that up. You take what the board gives you, but you also have to realize two things. First, whatever you do in the early rounds has a ripple effect. It sets in motion a sort of chain reaction for your entire roster construction going forward. Second, you have to play your opponents. You have to play your opponents. The draft is a game, too. It's not just uh, when we when we head into the week one and I'm playing uh, you know Team Ding Dong uh, and, and I'm favored by 14.79 points. That's a game, yes. But the entire process of fantasy football is a game, and you have to play to win every step. A lot of people go into drafts they just worry about their teams. They don't realize what's going on around them. If you do that, if you do that in a draft I'm in, I'm gonna exploit the s out of you. I'm going to exploit you like crazy in a draft, and that's the mindset you need. Let's exploit our opponents, but you also, on top of it, have to be aware of who your opponents are and what their tendencies might be, and that's going to impact your draft strategy as well. So I'm in this this, uh, Flex League best ball draft right now, and it is a very tough draft. Here's the list of competitors in this draft. Adam Rank from NFL Network. Evan Silva from Establish the Run. The fantasy footballers, all freaking three of them teamed up. <laughs> J- Jason, Mike, and Andy, all of them. Jeff Erickson from RotoWire. John Daigle from Roto World. Marcus Grant from NFL Network. Matthew Berry. Heard of him maybe from ESPN? Nando DeFino from The Athletic. Rich Rebar from Sharp Football. Scott Fish, who is you know, a legend in his own right with the Scott Fishbowl, and then Vlad Sedler from Elite Fantasy, murderers row, this is a tough draft, and you got to know the room, you got to know what the tendencies are, what the trends you might expect to be, so I'm in the six hole, which seems like I'm always going to be in the six hole, (laughs) it's pretty much where I'm going to be for every draft this year. And here's how it goes. So ahead of me it was Rank, Defino, Sedler, Erickson, and then Fish. It went McCaffrey, okay. Saquon, sure. Camara, I get it. I, I I think it's debatable. You could put Camara there, you could put Zeke there, whatever. Zeke goes four. At five, get ready. Hold your hat. Clyde Edwards Alaire. Yep, that's where we are now. Clyde Edwards Alaire went freaking five overall. that's where we are now, okay, I wasn't even thinking about him, I I really had it, Um, my thought process was I was going to get one of two guys at at six, it was going to be either Michael Thomas or Dalvin Cook, remember, I did move Dalvin Cook back up into the elite tier, for me, it's a run-heavy offense, he's very good, he's three down, and he gets the ball heavily in the red zone, 21 goal line carries last year, led the league. That was in 14 games too, led the league. So I have him in that tier. So I didn't expect Edwards-Alaire to go there. I did not expect to have the choice of both of the guys. I was literally just going to take the other guy. So now I have to read the room. And the room, and I've been in a bunch of these drafts, not with all of these people, but I know where industry people are right now. Industry people are hammering running back early hammering it so if you don't get one of the top 10 for me at 1-6 my thought process was if I don't get a guy who I have as a top 10 right now I'm not going to get that back to me at 2-7 so reading the room even though in a lot of instances I probably would have went Michael Thomas in a regular best ball draft by the way people keep asking me hey a while back you mentioned there's going to be sites with best ball yeah they're out now the sites are called underdog which is created by the team who created Draft and DraftKings. DraftKings has best ball now, (laughs) so there you go, there you go, but if I was in a regular best ball, yeah, I probably would have met Michael Thomas more often than not there, but in this room, with this crowd, knowing the draft, I went with Alvin Cook. Now, it was definitely a little bit of a gamble. I do have them even on my board, though, so I could go either way. Now, here's how it goes after this. Miles Sanders, yes, at 1-7, Miles Sanders went, Derrick Henry, there's some aggressive drafters here. Derrick Henry at 1.8. Michael Thomas at 19, Joe Mixon at 110, uh Aaron Jones at 111, Kenyon Drake at 112. If you're keeping track at home, 11 running backs went in the first round out of 12 picks. So I was spot on with my evaluation of this draft going, going to be, you know, hammer running back early if I didn't take a running back there. I would not have gotten a top ten guy. In fact, two or three more running backs go before it gets back to me. At two one, Jacobs goes. At two two, Chubb goes. At two four, Eckler goes. So the best running back on the board for me at uh, at two seven would have been Leonard Fournette, and I will, I really wouldn't have not would not have been happy with that, even though I had Michael Thomas in the first round. So let's just play that out. And, and the ripple effect, okay? So I take Dalvin Cook, and I'm going to follow my board from here. So as I mentioned, Chubb, Jacobs, uh, and Eckler go before me. Devontae Adams went at 2-3. Tyreek Hill went at 2-5, and then Travis Kelsey went right before me. So I look at my board. The top guy on my board is Julio Jones in the middle of the second round. I will do that all freaking day long. So would you rather have Michael Thomas and Leonard Fournette, or Dalvin Cook and Julio Jones. Obviously, for me, I I like the way it turned out. It's a ripple effect. It's a chain reaction that's set in motion with that first pick, and now we have this, you know, a a roster composition would have been very different if I went Michael Thomas, obviously, and I'm not really liking that, And, and I don't know if Julio gets to me there, so I don't know if I have Michael Thomas and Julio, and maybe I could go like Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins, but now I'm really getting uncomfortable at running back, so I actually like this start, no more running backs go in the rest of the round, so Hopkins comes off the board, Kittle comes off the board, Godwin comes off the board, Allen Robinson comes off the board, and Lamar Jackson, basically where you expect him, but the the third round starts with a nice run of running backs, Fournette, Gurley, Connor, Jonathan Taylor, so running backs are really starting to dry up when Jonathan Taylor comes off the board, Kenny Galladay goes right before me, I could have went with somebody like Chris Carson or Melvin Gordon, but I was willing to wait and see who comes back to me in the fourth round, because I took DJ Moore here, and, and it was between Moore and Mike Evans, I, I honestly probably go 50-50 with those guys, they're so close for me, you know, and they're in, they're in different tiers too, or the subdivisions of the tiers, so Mike Evans is a high ceiling guy, DJ Moore is a high floor guy, I also like the explosive ability there, so I went that route. You know, do this draft 100 times. Maybe I take Mike Evans 50 times. Maybe I take DJ Moore 50 times, but from a composition standpoint, I kind of liked pairing him up with Julio Jones. Again, could have went the other direction, but not going to go running back there. Now, I, I, when I'm not up in the fourth round yet. I'll update you on this in the pod coming up uh, throughout the next few days, but I like the composition so far. I got two top 10 wideouts and a top 10 running back in my first three picks. We'll see what ends up being there. Do I get a top 20 running back with the next pick? Do I get another wideout? I mean, five more wideouts have come off the board after my pick. Evans, Cooper, Thielen, Juju, and A.J. Brown. So there's still value to be had at wide receiver. I'm not really worried about that. Off to a good start. I am playing chicken with these guys a little bit, in that I want to see if I can get a couple of these running backs who are maybe not sexy in the back end of the RB2s, right? I want to see if I can get one of those guys as my second running back. We'll see how this pans out. Doesn't always pan out the way you want it, but I don't mind this start. And and as you see, I read the room. This is the key strategy takeaway. I read the room, read the draft, took what the draft gave to me, and you know we're off and running now. So we'll, again, we'll, I'll update you. You know, We'll do some middle round strategy, et cetera, as we go forward through this draft, using a real draft as an example. All right, that is going to do it for us today. Do me a favor. Stop by the FTN network, ftnfantasy.com, ftnbets.com, ftndaily.com, and continue to review the show on iTunes. The outpouring of support has been tremendous. Really easy to do it as well you have an iPhone, all you have to do is go to this podcast, The Rant, scroll down to the bottom of that page, click the stars, and you're done. You can review it, too. I appreciate that. I see you, Rat Pack. On Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe. On Instagram, at Jeff Ratcliffe. Use that hashtag Rat Pack. That way I know you are a listener of the show. I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.